this morning to ask, and we're going to ask them all. This is Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, December 28th, 2021, brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist in the world. So dedicated that he shows up for work even when nobody's on the schedule. That's how dedicated Dr. Mike O'Neill is to his patients, just in case one of them shows up. Give him a call, 317-849-2933. Hit subscribe, punch like, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about the Colts. Basketball is on the back shelf, right, until tomorrow. Tomorrow, you got the Hoosiers, the Pacers, uh, Bulldogs, Boilers, all playing most simultaneously. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Today, it's about the Colts, and right now, it's about COVID and about the CDC, and about the NFL. Will the NFL adopt the CDC's new guidelines for quarantining those who are unvaccinated? Right now, if you're unvaccinated, the NFL mandates a 10-day quarantine. The CDC says that people are contagious, and most contagious, two days prior to symptoms showing up, and three days after they show up. So a five-day quarantine is okay for those who have tested positive for COVID. If the NFL ratchets back their 10-day mandated quarantine for those who are unvaccinated and test positive, what does that mean? That means that everybody currently on the COVID list, all 14 players, whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated, would be eligible to come off the COVID list prior to the game this Sunday against the Raiders. That would be a big deal because you have a lot of big names on this COVID list. Five went on yesterday, TJ Carey, uh, Braden Smith, Malik Jefferson, Marlon Mack, and Jaleel Adai went on the list. They could all come off regardless of their vaccination status. Three went on the list Saturday. And if they've got to sit the 10 days, they wouldn't miss this Sunday's game against the Raiders. Those guys, Kari Willis, Darius Leonard, Zach Pascal. Last Friday, Quentin Nelson went on the list. I don't know, look, I know how to count to 10, but whether he would be eligible on day 10 of his 10-day quarantine, I don't know, but he went on last Friday. Mark Lewinsky went on last Thursday. Kamoko Ture, Rocky Seen last Wednesday. So Ture and Yassin and likely Glowinski would be eligible to come off the list no matter what their vaccination status. What we've been told by the Colts in the past that over 85% of the Colts have been vaccinated. If you kind of deal with a population of 63, all right, and I know it's a little bit bigger than that because of the enhanced COVID practice squad. You've got really at, let's say 60, 15% uh, <clears throat> of 60, is nine. So that's kind of the number of unvaccinated players, between nine and 11, somewhere in there. So 14 on the list, it stands to reason that at least five are vaccinated. Has to be. So we'll see what happens with the COVID list. I think it's really, really interesting. And every time, I said it yesterday, every time the Colts have a, uh, a, an email that goes out to the media, and it says, Colts make roster moves. 
I hold my breath and cross my fingers that the name on that list is not Carson Wentz. Can the Colts win without Carson Wentz? They did really win without Carson Wentz against the Patriots. He threw 12 times and completed five balls through one pick. Tell me that Sam Ellinger can't do that this Sunday against the Raiders. Of course he can. Why wouldn't he be able to? All you got to do is hand the ball off successfully to Jonathan Taylor and call the right run at the right time. Is that beyond the bandwidth of Sam Ellinger? I don't think so. I don't think win. You won without an offensive line or without starters on the offensive line, your defensive leader, a starting safety, for God's sake, a starting quarterback. You've won without a lot of guys. I think the Colts can go out and beat the Raiders regardless. But here's what's kind of interesting about the Colts and the Raiders. Right now, the Colts are minus seven and a half. The money line is pretty substantial. I think it's plus 280 for the Raiders. You don't know who's going to go on the COVID list. Is it worth the investment? Not here, because if you're a Colts fan, unless you're a, a harsh pragmatist, you're not betting against Colts, right? But if you're an investor and you want a, an investment opportunity, betting on the Colts, given that minus seven and a half, betting on the Raiders, or betting on the Raiders, given the plus seven and a half, Betting on the Raiders, given that money line of plus 280, is really, really interesting because of what could possibly happen throughout the rest of the week with that COVID list. If Carson Wentz went on the COVID list today, regardless of what might happen with the NFL and adopting the new CDC guidelines, the Colts, without Carson Wentz on Sunday... All of a sudden, that line is going to shift and shift big. The money line is going to shift also. Interesting idea to go ahead, kind of like, you know, buying puts at the Chicago Board Options Exchange, right? The right to sell a stock at a, uh, uh, a higher price than it is currently. Anyway, we'll see what happens with the Colts and the COVID list moving forward. ESPN ranks the Colts as the sixth best team in the NFL right now, behind only the Chiefs who are ranked number one in the AFC. So that's kind of the respect that the Colts are drawing from national media. Does that matter at all? No. You don't win games because experts on ESPN believe you're a better team. That's not the way life works. And thank God that's not the way life works. That'd be terrible. So. Things could get interesting, though, and all of a sudden you talk about the two seed, the one seed potentially. Here's what's got to happen. Colts have got to win this weekend against the Raiders. If they do that, they are in the playoffs. They have qualified for the tournament if they get this win. If then the Titans lose their game to the Dolphins, Dolphins have now won seven in a row. If the Dolphins can go into Nashville and get that win against the Titans, suddenly the Colts have a 30-plus percent chance of winning the AFC South. Um, that's a big deal. And then if the Colts go to Jacksonville and get the win, and then the Titans go into Houston. Houston's playing pretty good football right now, but here's the thing with the, uh, with the Dolphins. The Dolphins' losses 
the, or the Dolphins' wins have come against a lot of bad teams. Texans, Giants, two against the Jets. The Ravens, at that point, not a very good team. Uh, Saints last night, Panthers, this, you know what, it's a seven-game win streak, and you put together seven wins in the NFL, it's a big deal, but these are seven teams that really any legitimate playoff team should be able to run through. The schedule got easy for the Dolphins because of that. They put together that winning streak. The Raiders, again, back to COVID, they got a lot of guys on the COVID list themselves, but they have all been vaccinated according to Raiders Wire. So all of these players would be eligible to come back by Sunday in all likelihood. However, they're not going to be able to be at the facility to go through practice. So you And you've got starters, significant players on that defense. Linebacker Denzel Perryman, you've got uh, a fellow line, uh, linebacker, uh, Corey Littleton, You've got Casey Hayward, a cornerback. Uh, Brandon Fasison, he's a cornerback as well. Defensive tackle Darius Filan. So you got a lot of guys for the Raiders who have tested positive. However, like I said, they've all been vaccinated according to the media in Las Vegas. Uh, Bengals are a big deal. Bengals could wind up playing the Colts in the first round of the playoffs. However... Bengals had the Chiefs this weekend. If the Bengals beat the Chiefs, they clinch the AFC North. If the Bengals lose to the Chiefs, they would then have a 35% chance to miss the playoffs completely. Never underestimate the Bengals' ability to screw things up. They have not won a playoff game since 1990. You know who they beat? The Houston Oilers back in 1990, who are now the Tennessee Titans. Do you know who the quarterback for that Houston Oilers team was? A guy named Cody Carlson. Until I looked it up, I forgot he existed. Cody Carlson was the quarterback of the Oilers the last time Cincinnati won a playoff game. And the coach for the Bengals, of course, was the great Sam Weish, who spent a year as uh, the head football coach at Indiana University. It's going to be a fascinating day. I really think that the NFL, they, because it's in the NFL's best interest, and never overlook the NFL and Roger Goodell's willingness to do what is in the best interest of that league as a business and, and paint it as the wise thing to do from a health perspective. That's kind of the sweet spot that they're in, in adopting the guidelines, the updated guidelines from the CDC regarding covid and quarantine period for unvaccinated players. So we'll see what happens. Ryan Kelly, hopefully back in the building this week, gets back on the field this Sunday. He and his wife going through grief that is unimaginable. And I, I if you haven't gone through it, you have no idea what it is, right? So uh, we'll see what happens with Ryan Kelly, but knock wood, he's good to go. Pacers, Charlotte, Butler, DePaul, Purdue, Nichols, IU, NC, Asheville, all tomorrow. I can't wait for those games I it, because we're going to have basketball at 5 o'clock. This is kind of the fun of the Christmas break is that people play at different times. you got bowl games at weird times, afternoon, sporting events, live in the afternoon. Always make life just a little bit more fun for us. I dig it. Um... 
news on Paris Campbell, good question, Lone Revolver. The news on Paris Can Campbell is he's doing on-field work and he looks good. Does that mean he's going to be up this week? He's going to come off IR for the Colts? It does not necessarily mean that. Frank Wright said that he looks good, and uh, that gave me optimism. I inferred from Frank Reich's comment yesterday some optimism regarding Paris Campbell and his ability to come back either this week or next week. And tell you the truth, it seemed more like next week is likely because of the tone of Reich and the tone that he took when he was describing T.Y. Hilton's on-field work coming back from an injury of his own. So it didn't sound like Paris Campbell's return is uh, imminent, but it wouldn't surprise me to see, me, see him on the field a week from Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll see. Going to be interesting. Uh, what a, uh, it, Did it look like we were going to have anything remotely close to this level of fun in September and October when the Colts were 0-3 and then 1-4? Absolutely not. Colts are uh, putting themselves in a position again and again and again and again to play more important games the following week. And that's what the game in Arizona was all about. That, that game against Arizona, they won that game and they moved the football, protected Wentz relatively well. Jonathan Taylor ran relatively well in a, a game where they really had no offense. Braden Smith was the only starting offensive lineman who, who played significant snaps, and Jack Doyle went down too in the game, and he's one of the better blockers on this Colts roster. Just fantastic stuff from the Colts. I thought it was wonderful to watch that game. Wentz is not out at this moment. He's not out. But given the, uh, boy, oh boy, you, you know what? You can get really kind of cautious about Carson Wentz and, and his availability given the number of unvaccinated players who are, and vaccinated players who are winding up on the COVID list. I don't know enough about COVID or, or enough about Carson Wentz to guess whether he's up or down. I have not gotten any kind of word from the Indianapolis Colts that he's been uh, put on the COVID list as of today, that has, as of this morning, when we started this live uh, cast, nothing like that has happened. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Michael Johnny would have celebrated a birthday today. David Hall, happy birthday. David Hopi, happy birthday. The great Doug Hay celebrating a birthday. I was thinking about speaking to Doug Hay, calling Doug, calling Mike Patlovich, calling Tommy McAleer, Art Larson, Rodney Turple, all these guys that we used to play baseball with all the time when I was a kid growing up, Gary Shuttler, and saying, let's play one more game. Let's go back to Lake Bluff, Illinois, and play one more baseball game. How about that? Oil up the mitts, get you a wooden bat, only wooden bats, we're not playing with aluminum bats, go out to the Pony League field and play some baseball in Lake Bluff. I was thinking about it. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, Isaiah Jordan, happy birthday, Larry. But then I thought about the end of A League of Their Own, where those uh, the former uh, professional baseball women got out, and they're you know they're kind of running like this. I, I don't want to look like that. Nothing against what they've done. Anyway, Isaiah Jordan, happy birthday, Larry Kaiser, the great George Offman, 
Chicago sports media legend. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other up. We got enough pulling us down right now. Let's not do that to each other. We'll talk to you later today inside Indiana Sports. I cannot wait. Like I said, hit subscribe, like, ring the bell. Let's go.